everyone, and welcome to Thoughts of Black Suicidal Souls. I know it's a long uh, title, but we're going to roll with it. I'm Diamond, and I will be your host. So in this podcast, I want to highlight the issue of suicide among black people. Black suicidal rates have been lower than the average among other populations, but it still happens. And I think it's something that we need to address. We may never know why someone takes their life, but we can explore the reasons and learn from those who have. Hopefully it can let other sufferers know that they are not alone. It gives them strength to cope and push through. Everyday Health lists five reasons suicide rates have gone up in the black community. The pressures of social media to fit in. The mental health stigma that keeps people from seeking help. The inability of black people to access help, racism and discrimination, and uh, lastly, being exposed to violence. So this episode will focus on the life of the beautiful Chesley Christ. Chesley Christ was born on April 28, 1991 to her mother, April, and father, Robert Christ. She was the second of four children. Her parents divorced and her mother married David Simpkins. They had two more children, totaling six. The six children were close and would encourage each other when participating in sports. When Chesley was a child, her mother participated in a beauty pageant she heard about on the radio. She went on to win Miss Petite America and after that Miss North Carolina. As Chesley watched on from the audience, Chesley was brought to the speaking engagements that her mother attended while in her role as Miss North Carolina, which she enjoyed. Chesley was a gifted student and athlete. She was a captain of the track team, cheer squad, and co-president of the Beta Club. It was in her senior year that she competed in her first pageant. She won and was crowned Miss Fort Mill High. Chesley went on to attend Honors College at the University of South Carolina and also entered the graduate program at Wake Forest University. She earned dual degrees in business and law. Her mental health suffered while she was in law school, but she still participated in pageants, using the earnings from her successful competitions to fund school. While in law school, Chesley attempted suicide. After that, she and her mother spoke on the phone multiple times each day. Her mother described her as having high-functioning depression. It's not a clinical diagnosis, but it makes sense to me because clearly she was functioning very well. And, um, you know, usually you see people that are depressed and you you think there's an idea of what they should look like, like moping around, always sad, not doing anything, not participating, only sleeping, not eating, or overeating. Anyway, according to Dr. Kristen Drake, a clinical associate, a uh, professor of psychiatry at the NYU Grossman School of Medicine, a condition is not a mental illness unless it impairs functioning in a professional manner or other significant areas. However, the term high-functioning depression shows that depression may not be evident among people close to them, even if someone is in extreme distress. As an attorney, Chesley Chris specialized in civil litigation, and she did pro bono work with the Buried Alive Project, where she helped a man receive a sentence reduction. 
Chesley won Miss North Carolina in 2019, and after that, she also won Miss USA in 2019 at the age of 28. She was noted as the oldest woman to win Miss USA. Although participating in pageants seems amazing and glamorous, it's demanding and consists of a lot of hard work. They have to participate in community service, make public appearances, and it's like having a whole other job. But even with success after success, Chesley still suffered. While reigning as Miss USA, Chesley went on sabbatical from her law firm. Later on, she moved to New York after being offered a position as a TV correspondent for the TV show Extra. There was nothing but positive comments about her. Like, no one ever had anything bad to say about her. No one ever knew that she was depressed. Chesley penned an article about herself by Allure magazine titled A Pageant Queen reflects on turning 30 and it's actually it was written by her so you might want to look at it it's, it's very interesting um, she mentioned how it felt worthwhile to speak out against injustice but what she wrote next may have been a hint of how sad or depressed she was quote each time I say I'm turning 30 I cringe a little sometimes I can successfully mask this uncomfortable response with excitement other times, my enthusiasm feels hollow, like bad acting. Society has never been kind to those growing old, especially women. Turning 30 feels like a cold reminder that I'm running out of time in society's eyes, and it's infuriating. I definitely understand what she's talking about with this whole age thing. Um, but unlike Chesley, I was a late bloomer, okay? So I'm nowhere near as successful as she was so to me she was someone I aspired to be like so it's sad that she suffered and could not hold on but I'm not going to judge her and I shouldn't and no one else should so because when when someone is hurting they're just hurting and they want to make it stop the best way they can and obviously that's the way that she felt that she can make it stop we all have this idea of what depression looks like or how people act when they're depressed and crying and moping around and that's true for some people, but it's not true for everyone. Like, clearly, she was very successful. She was, um, she went on to win pageants. She was in the public eye. And I also read somewhere that she was uh, made fun of, and she was told she wasn't as pretty as she thought she was, blah, 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 in the comment sections and, and stuff like on social media. And that stuff does wear on people's minds and their emotions. And just because she's high profile and you know, very successful doesn't mean it didn't hurt her heart or her feelings or anything. People just don't care these days. They're they're mean. They do what they want. They talk how they want to. And they do this from a keyboard. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. It's just sad that whatever she was going through, we don't know what all it was, you know, what all happened. I thought it was just because, you know, the age. But like I said, I can, I feel bad. I'm getting old. Shoot. I just turned 34. I had me a doggone, uh, Midlife crisis at 25, that was almost nine years ago. I'm still panicking, and I'm way behind. I'm still trying to pick up and figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And she had it together, at least from what I thought. I thought she had it all together, but probably a lot of people did. But when you think about it, you know, I mean, we don't know what she was going through, just like many others. So what do you all do? Like any sufferers out there, and I'm not trying to be in your business. I'm just trying to figure out ways that you might cope. So we'll call this part, how do you cope? 
Um, I know when I get sad, <laughs> I get ready to go to sleep. That's what I want to do. I want to take a nap. I don't want to be bothered. I don't be hungry. I don't want to be bothering nobody. But, you know, I continue to wear a face, a smiley face. You know, oh, I'm happy. I just don't feel like burdening other people with whatever issues I may have. So I try to just keep on going. So what do you all do when you get depressed, when you feel like you can't move on? Do you write? Do you uh, sing? Do you smoke? Do you drink? Do you go talk to your friends? Do you go for a drive? Like, what do you do? Others out there that are suffering need to know. They need to find out ways to cope also. So if you have anything that you can do uh, or you, any details or any way you can tell someone without feeling bad like you don't have to admit if you're depressed either or you can write to an email or something uh this is a lot shorter than i thought it was going to be but <laughs> it is what it is um i hope that you all enjoyed her story and i hope that she has found peace and comfort and to any sufferers i hope that you can do the same reach out for help if you can if you cannot speak to a friend try to speak to a professional it is easier said than done but we would rather you be here to um, live your life and to hear about your passing. So thank you for listening and I hope you join me in the next episode of Thoughts of Black Suicidal Souls.